welcome to a special Cellar Dive episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so this is something brand new, as you know if you're an avid listener of the podcast. Um, I get bored, so I like to come up with new uh, formats for shows from time to time, and this is one that we've been kind of toying with for a little bit. Um, The concept of this is basically uh, just beers that we have around our house. You know, there's no... Extra information, like with the brewery showcase, where, you know, we have all beers from one brewery, and then we talk about the backstory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is more of just a, here are some beers that we happen to have in our house that we want to drink. We'll do them as an episode and tell you what we think of them. So, typically, these will probably be shorter than your usual episode, but who knows, because something may came may be coming up, and we just talk about it, and, you know... See, I'm excited about this because it's, we can just get right into drinking and then we're just drinking. That's your only job. I know. All I have to do is drink. Yeah, all you have to do. And I think you can handle that. And hopefully... I think I can too. These are going to be good beers. Well, I'm hoping. Like, okay, so I say cellar beer. I'm calling this cellar dive, but not all the beers are necessarily going to come out of the cellar. These are just beers we actually have in our house. I will try to make sure that we pull something out of the cellar. Although in this case, I can actually say two of the beers were pulled out of our cellar, a.k.a. closet in the basement. A.k.a. the storage closet. Yeah, just with a bunch of other stuff in there. So, yeah. but um, So two of them actually were pulled out of there, even though they are recent. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're, like, aged or anything. It just means they were going to get aged, potentially, but now they're not. So, And what we did for this, we're doing four, like we usually do on special episodes, I picked two, Rebecca picked two, so uh, in this case, the styles uh, and the order we should do them in happen to line up that it's Rebecca, me, Rebecca, me, so we'll introduce our own beers that we chose, and, you know, let's get into it. Okay, so I have the first beer. It's by Boojum Brewing Company. It's pronounced Mirror, we think. I think it's Mirror. It's got, like, that little, like carrot symbol above the U. It's M-U-R with that little, like, carrot symbol yeah. above the R. Or, I'm sorry, the U. Yeah. It's a raspberry saison, and it's 5% ABV, and this is a beer we got when we were in North Carolina. It is from Waynesville, North Carolina. Yeah, and I had never heard of Boojum Brewing before until we ended up at some liquor store and you picked it up. We got it. Another one from them, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we have another. I think it's in the basement. It's a blueberry something. Blueberry porter? Blueberry yes. stout? That sounds accurate. So, since it's down there, maybe that'll end up being another one on Cellar Dive. Because yeah. it's in the cellar. Uh, I'm excited for this. I love saisons. I love fruit in saisons as well. So, you can you can start talking about the coloration. Well, I was just going to first say that Rebecca never knows what beer she has because Rebecca has the very smallest little teeny tiny corner and Carlin shoves all my beers in the corner and I don't even know what I have. Well, in all fairness, you are very late to the party as far as collecting beer come, goes. <laughs> I've been doing it for many years and you've just started doing it within like the past year and a half, two years. So, you know. You're just behind. You don't have as much. And I had a lot, so that's just what happens. We'll work on it, though. We'll continue this conversation. Um, It's, like, it's a lot more orangey than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's very orange-looking, but it's super clear. Yeah. It's, like, really, really filtered. 
And it's got a, a pretty present white head just hanging you out can on top. smell those raspberries. Can you? I can. Ooh, yeah. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Very aromatic. I wonder if it's actual raspberries or if it's like raspberry flavoring. I don't know, but the, the can is so pretty. It's like jungle looking or like leaves and... Oh, it's a raspberry bush. Oh, yeah, that makes I sense. I just realized that. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of an apple note on the nose as well when I keep sniffing it. But I'm also getting that very typical kind of Saison yeast smell as well. Yeah, a little bit. Not too much, though. It's... I think it's really just a little honey. There's a little honey on the nose, too. But a lot of that raspberry. Oh, it's very easy to drink. It is. Um... Hmm. I feel like there's a slight medicinal quality on the finish. Mm-hmm. I guess I could see that. A little aspirin-y. Um, what, what are you thinking? I mean, I wish I was getting a little more of the Saison characteristics. Yeah, um, I feel like that's really lost in there. I can smell you, it. If you gave this to me, and I didn't know what it was, I would say it's maybe like a raspberry lager. Like or, a blonde? Yeah. It's... I mean, it's good. It's not my favorite. Not, I'll drink it. I get that apple-y. You know, I was saying I was getting a yeah, little apple I, on the I, nose. I get that in the flavor, too. I get apple in the flavor, too. I think this will be, go very well with our dinner, though. Because mm-hmm. we're going to be having um, sauerkraut and pork and mashed potatoes. That could go well with it. I, You know, I'm, I'm interested... Can you look at the can? Is it, um, does it say anything about raspberry if they use, like, actual raspberries? Because I'm not so sure that's actual raspberry. It doesn't say. I have a feeling that's not real raspberry, but anyway, it just tastes kind of artificial to me. I'm not, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a great beer. Yeah, that's the other thing to say about these episodes as we do them, the, the cellar, the cellar dive episodes, and we'll do more. Um. It's, it's not guaranteed these will be good beers because we have some stuff that's just random as well. So, um, okay, so my turn. Uh, I picked this one. Actually, both the beers that I picked were given to me by other people. Um, so this one was given to me by Emily Bowling, family member, and she lives out in Oregon. And so she picked up one of our favorite breweries out that way. Well, are you, is this one of your favorites? Uh, yeah, Tough Love. Okay, oh yeah, because of Tough Love. Yeah, it's Crux Fermentation Project. We've talked to, we've talked about them a few times, talked about them when we went out to Oregon for our vacation, and we also talked about them in regards to Savor, because we ran into the owner there, and Rebecca was professing mm-hmm. her love for Tough mm-hmm. for tough Love, their bourbon sure barrel aged imperial stout. So, they, apparently they're doing things in cans now, and uh, they look nice. Uh, they've got that same kind of arrow cross uh type emblem on them and this nice like purple can but emily gave this to me because she knows that we're fans of crux and it's one of a new ipa of theirs it's called gimme mo and they say it is not just another ipa and they're out of bend oregon they're pretty small too but i think everything i've had from them i've at least liked i'd be hard pressed to say Anything I've had that I that I haven't been like, I really like that by them. I'm not going to pour us a ton since we're moving kind of lightning fast, you know. 
Alright, so get, give me Mo. What's it look like? It looks like just almost exactly the same as our last beer. Like That's, oranges, yellow. It's exactly just, what I was thinking. They look almost exactly the same. Very orangey, super oh filtered. Oh man, you can see this smells delicious. <laughs> just oh. a burst of citrus. Yeah, it's, it, there's... Mm. This was very tropical. I feel like I get some pineapple out of it. Yeah. <sighs> pineapple, some tangerine. <sighs> Just like every citrus fruit, I feel like. All mashed together. Like juicy, like it's making me salivate. I'm starting to understand what passion fruit smells and tastes no. like because I've had a lot of passion fruit stuff. So I want to say I'm getting some oh, passion fruit in that's the nose. Baloney. You can say that. It smells beautiful. It's vibrant. It doesn't smell like there's much bitterness to it either. And there's almost a little bit of like a bubblegum note on the end of the nose as well, which is really nice. I just started drinking. I have to say this is probably one of my favorite IPAs I've had in a long time. Oh my gosh. It's like... It's beautiful. The hoppy characteristics. It's a little sweet, not too sweet. Mm -hmm. It just like dances on your tongue. It's amazing. That's really good. It's um, it's more muted than the aroma, but that actually happens a lot with beers. It's not mm. quite at the same level as as the uh, you know. But it doesn't disappoint. No, not know? at all. Like it's very, very good. I I would say though, it all the notes that you can smell in it, you can taste in it. It's just not as vibrant yes. as the aroma, but, but that's all, a common right. thing. But they're all there for sure. Oh man, that's good. And uh, the point you made about the sweetness. There is like this little twinge of sweetness on the end of each sip that is good. Like a lot of times, like I feel like that's too much, but it's a really nice level of that kind of sweetness. A really, really good beer. Um, We'll be fighting over that one for sure. Yeah, that beer is kick ass. It just tastes like so much lupulin. It's just like all the wonderful glands of the hops. Mm. Oh, so good. Really good. It makes me think about when we... Were in the freezer. Yes, when we were in their hot fridge, when we were at Crux, and they were showing us the hot fridge. As soon as you said lupulin, I was like, yeah. "Ah." And they they were like, go ahead and pick up some hops and just like, you know, rub rub them on your hands and just like, it gets sticky. And you smell your hands, it's like this beautiful citrusy smell. I think it was a citra hop. Maybe, yeah. That we did it with. but It was like... You wanted it off your hands because the sticky sensation was, like, awkward, but at the same time you wanted it on there because it smelled so damn good. Yeah. Okay, so what they say on this can about it is, uh, they say mango, melon, pine, and berries. Berries. I got so much more, but, um, they use whole leaf mosaic and citra, both awesome hops, and it's balanced with an acidulated, by... An acidulated and pilsner malt bill. So acidulated acidulated malt and pilsner malt. The pilsner malt's probably where that crisp, there's like a crisp finish to it. That's probably where that's coming from. So um, uh, Rebecca's pointing at our next beer and pointing at me because she wants me to open it. <laughs> that's, I, wanna... I pointed so they wouldn't hear me so they didn't know what was happening. We don't hide things from the listeners on it's this podcast. It's cork and caged, and I, I don't like to, to do this. This or, this could be a pretty massive beer. I don't know. We'll see. This could be a big deal. So what is it, Rebecca? Okay. It is... You know how Carlin sometimes is on a, 
um, beer buying height. Like, he's told he's not allowed to buy any more beers. I think I've been on that for, like, two years now. Yeah, because you have a <laughs> but lot. But I keep buying beer. You keep buying beer. And because we lose track of certain beers and end up dumping them because they're past the prime. That's my biggest beef. But anyway. Typically not. That doesn't happen much. Not now. as much. But but once in a while, he'll come home with all these beers that are for me. Yeah. Which, a.k.a. means they're generally a stout or something that he wants to try, but he says it's for me to justify his purchase. But in in all fairness, these are usually ones that you were like, yes, I, I should like that. Yes. Okay. And so, in the instance of this, in, this particular one, I am not a big fan of the base beer. That's so true. that's why this is particularly for you. Okay. So what it is, is it's the, it's from Stone. It's their Shokovesa Chard. So it's the Shokovesa Mocha Stout, ale brewed with cocoa, coffee, and spices. <clears throat> and then it's aged in bourbon barrels. Um, it's 9.6% ABV. And they're out of Escondido, California. It says it ages well. Wow. Well, so when I got, I wasn't going to get this initially. I had just gone in for, oh, I know I what I was getting. I ran into Friendship Liquors near us, and I was going to pick up a six-pack of Pale Joe by um, Founders, which is a good beer. It's a pale ale with cold brew coffee. That's a nice beer. And while I was in there, I happened to see Ballast Point's Victory at Sea with Coconut. And I was like, oh, Rebecca would love this because she loves Victory at Sea in the first place. And then... Um, don't pour a whole lot for oh, yourself because wow. this is high ABV and we're, we have another beer. Um, but so then I was, I was like, oh, I got to get that coconut victory at sea. But then I also saw at the same time Victory Brewing's Java Cask, bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Stout. And I have never in my life had anything barrel-aged by Victory. So I was like, well, I kind of have to. Plus, I figured it was the one that you'd be interested in. And then one of the guys who worked there, um, I think his name's Jason, a uh, real nice guy. He was like, oh, dude, if, if you're into these beers, like, you need to get that charred Chocoveza because we only have two bottles left. We barely got any, and it's going to be gone fast. And from what I've heard, it's awesome. So Here we are. But let's not let that sway our opinion. Okay, so it's dark. Yeah, you can't see anything. You can see a little bit of, like, brownness on the edges. Yeah, I was going to say, if you tilt it on the side, oh, man. Oh, man. It's got legs to it. Tall tight. A lot of the Ooh. bourbon. I bet you get a little bit of the spice that you normally get from the base Chocoveza beer. Yeah. Because that's more of like a Mexican style. Mm-hmm. I can, <clears throat> I can really smell the cinnamon. Mm. I get like vanilla, cinnamon, chocolate, yep. and tons of bourbon and a lot of things that come along with bourbon, which is like caramel and oak. Um, like that woodiness. It almost actually smells like it's kind of chalky to me, which is really interesting. But um, it smells like it was very well bourbon barrel aged because the bourbon is super present. Six months. Six months. That's good. Nice. And they put like what they put in the mash, what they put in the boil, the special that's ingredients awesome. they added. I think that's cool. I'm smelling the coffee now too. Coffee's not the first thing I get, but when I keep smelling, I'm definitely getting it now. I feel like I can smell probably all the components that are in it. On the bottle it says nutmeg, but thoughts. I like it. It's I I'm, I was hoping for a little bit of um a bigger mouthfeel. Yeah, it's kind of thin. 
it actually comes off a lot thinner than I feel like it should be. Um, I like it. It's good, though. I mean, I'm going to keep drinking it. Um, but when I drink a beer like this, I do want to have it to be a, a little fuller on the mouth. Let me ask you something. With the way this beer is crafted, how all the flavors are playing together, is it coming off a little coconutty to you? Yes. Yeah. I'm getting a little coconut, I feel like. I mean, and I, I don't think there's actual, I don't think there's coconut in it. Well, no, it's not. But I think it's just the way some of these flavors are playing. I think it's the convergence of the chocolates in there with the level of vanilla and then cinnamon and nutmeg yeah. kind of hitting in there as well. It's weird. It's so weird when, like, things that aren't one particular flavor come together to make something that tastes like that flavor. It's really odd, but it's cool. Do you oh. taste the coffee? A little bit. Mm. Um, I gotta be honest, I don't much. get nearly as much of the bourbon character as I wanted. Yeah. I'm... I, it's because of the spices. I feel like the spice... And, <clears throat> excuse me, this goes back to one of my my main issues with the base beer of Chocoveza, is that, the, for me, the spices are too much. There's, yeah. They need to exercise a little more restraint with their spicing in that beer, but I know I know other people who love it, like, you're a big like fan yeah. of that level, but I think that's a, that's one of the problems with this version of it, is that the spices kind of overpower that bourbon See, character. Not in the nose. Because in the nose, it's super present. But then when I drink it, it's like way muted because the spices take yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just depends on what you're, what you're liking or yeah. what you're, you know, I feel like this could be, oh, I'm burping, excuse me. I feel like it could be a really good entry, and I always talk about like a gateway beer for someone who wants to try more barrel age type things. I like it. I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to drink it for sure. Um, no, it is good. It's not my favorite. It is good, but it's not as good as the hype, or even really that close. But I think another point to make about this beer is, had we let it age for a while, uh, yeah. the spices may have mellowed out, and you may get more bourbon character. Yeah. So. Well, that'll be interesting, because we do have a Chocobesa. That we've been aging for, In like, my cellar. Yeah, for like My two, cellar little. It's probably about two years old at this mm-hmm. point, to be honest, so... Because that's what someone else had told us. They're like, oh, you don't like Chocoveza that much? Just age it for a few years and, you know, the spice character will come way down. You'll like it a lot more. And I'm like, okay. So we're trying that one. But if we had another charred Chocoveza, we could do the age same it. thing with that. But we and don't I think need it might really balance it We out. have plenty of other beers. <laughs> we do. All right. So Rebecca's beers are done. My first one's done. And this is our final beer for this episode. Um, so... One that I picked, this came from Nathan Kalasnik, who's been on the show before. He got it for me for one of my Christmas presents this year, which is very nice of him. And it's a brewery that I've I've had a few things by more recently, like I'd say within the past year or so. And I'm starting to become a pretty big fan of this brewery. It's uh, Almanac Beer Company out of San Jose, California. Um, this one is one of their farm to barrel, uh, beers. They do a lot of these where it's just like a sour beer with some sort of fruit added to it. And then they typically will barrel age it. Um, this one is 7.1% alcohol by volume. It's their farmer's reserve blueberry, huge blueberry fan right here. Love blueberries. I actually ate some for my breakfast this morning. Um, 
So this is a sour blonde ale aged in wine barrels with blueberries, which makes sense. I wish, I really wish they would not just say wine barrels. Like, what is it? Is it like a white wine? Is it a red wine? And even that distinction I don't think is enough because they taste so different. You know, the difference between like a Pinot or like a Chardonnay barrel is going to be like buttery and oaky. And it's going to have that Chardonnay grape quality, or or did they, you know, barrel age? Did they barrel age it in like um, I don't know, like Bordeaux, which yeah. is like a nice oaky, you know, red that would have like a lot of tannins to it. So I don't know. I just oh no, I just realized I don't have my my uh, opener, my bottle opener. Can you run and get the bottle opener? This happened last time. <laughs> this I happened have last to go time. Get it. Well, get it's it. it's harder for me to get. Okay. Well, you entertain everyone, then. Well, you can just edit this out. Nope. What do you mean I have to entertain people? Entertain everyone. Uh, well, we'll see how this is. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it or not, because I don't really like sours, necessarily. So, hopefully he's not wasting this beer by sharing it with me. I won't be wasting it, because I'll drink it. Yeah, but I know you like to share beers with people who... Like them. Yeah, yeah. I know. But this isn't this isn't like one of their super rare type beers. Like I think I could get another one. I got it from um, Nathan. Got it from Golden Crust, which you know we love Golden Crust and Red Lion. Ooh, this was definitely it's a nice wow. color, right? I was gonna say it's definitely Asian a red wine, but this could just be the blueberry. Tell. Oh, it is a beautiful color, like legit blueberries, man. Legit. It's like red. Yeah, it's like... It's like rose. Yeah, it's like almost a little purplish red yeah. to it. Like, it definitely looks like mashed up blueberries. Yeah. Oh. Looks nice. Smells good, I have to that admit. It does smell good. Like, you definitely get the sour. I don't know if I could pick out the blue blueberry. I could probably just pick out it's some sort of berry. Yeah, because you get a lot of, like, that lemony sour yeah. quality on the nose. Like, I feel like I could be talked into it's a raspberry. I get um a lot of a funkiness on the yeah, end of that nose. Yeah, it makes me kind of nervous. Almost a little bit, like, Kyle Kyle um, Harris would typically say, like, perm juice for hoppy beers. But I think, like, that kind of, like, perm juice smell from, from, like, hair places... Really? Yeah, on on like real funky sours. Okay, well, let's see. I'm so gonna, I get a little bit of that, but I'm going in. It smells to me like most likely white wine barrels for this, which would make sense because if it's a you know Ooh. delicate, it's it has to be white wine too because it's it is very delicate. Yeah, there's not there's no like tannic. I like this. Yeah, with red wine barrels, you'd get like the tannic quality in there, and I'm not really getting that. I'm getting maybe a little bit of a woodiness in there, but it's not a lot. No, not at all. It's good. It's like a, I mean, it's really kind of exact. Light. Yeah, it's lighter than I thought it was going to be. Definitely not super sour or really funky. No. It's sour enough for for me. It is. Well, if if it's someone who's like, I like sour beers. It's not, you know, such little sourness that you would be like, oh, I want more sourness. I, f- I kind of feel like it's in that medium area. Yeah. I feel like it's a beer that would please a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, it would 
please your sour beer people would please your kind of on the fence with sours where kind of I think I am. Um, not too funky, just a little sour. Yeah. You have the sweetness of the berries, which mm. kind of helps balance it out. Yeah. It actually reminds me of like when I'm eating blueberries. And I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but you, you'll just be eating blueberries and you get like the larger ones that are more sugary. And then you'll just like randomly get one that's like a lot more tart. Yeah. And this is kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. But then you also have, you know, that white wine character on there. And as I keep sipping it, the the wood character starts increasing, mm -hmm. which I'm enjoying. I actually like that uh, combination. You know what we should do? And I'm not saying we're doing it tonight, but... It was good. After we, like, let the beers warm up, come back and record and... Because and, we'll talk off podcast. Like, afterwards, yeah. like, oh, this one's better as it warmed up, or this one yeah, we like one, more. Yeah. Or as we drink it, this one sucks. We should re-record and... It's an idea. Oh. You don't No, like I mean, idea. like, I... <laughs> I do. I think it is a good idea. I'm my. I'm just thinking from the standpoint of would we be motivated to do it? We would be more, <laughs> you know, tipsy. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is nice. This is really nice because I, you know, this could be one. I don't know. I could go either way on this one because right now I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you just continually keep taking sips. You get even more used to that sourness, yeah. and it just becomes more fruity. It does. You're getting a lot more of that blueberry yeah. character, and that's probably also why the wood from the wine barrel is increasing in its flavor as well. Yeah. This is nice. I mean, this is... Really, it's what I come to expect from Almanac, since I've had more recently. Almanac. They're really doing some nice sour beers. I'm very impressed with what they've done. At some point, I think I want to do a brewery showcase about Almanac. Oh, that would be not great. With me. They don't only do sours, though. Okay. Yeah, they they do a few other things. So I, I try to do it with sours. You know, do it with someone else. I try to mix it up. I probably do like two sours and two of something else. I'd tap Maybe out. three sours. I don't know. Oh, Depending. Gosh. Depends See? on what we can get because the only place I can get Almanac right now is in Pennsylvania, mm. and closest to us, GCP, which is like an hour and a half away. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, we like to go there. It, it, it's worth it because the food's good and the beer selection's crazy good. But, I mean, Well, I sucks. just put that on our list of things to do in 2017. Mm -hmm. Is to go there with our neighbors. To yeah. Introduce them. It's a great idea. Um, Man, this beer's really nice. We have, like, a wide variety on the table right now. Well, that was intentional. Um, I let you pick your two beers first before we recorded. And then I intentionally picked two beers that were different. Well, and you did sway me a little bit. What I really wanted to drink tonight is Flying Dog. And I'm done with Flying Dog. We're not. Like, no more Flying Dog on the podcast. We've had so much Flying Dog no, on the podcast. I really wanted to drink their Holiday Milk Stout, though. I really like it. It is. It's a solid beer. It's a solid beer. And that's the thing. Like, okay, Flying Dog does a lot of good stuff. They do a lot of good stuff, but. We've done a lot of Flying Dog, and just, if know, we're making choices, yeah, I would like to I not choose them. It just—I didn't know we were recording necessarily, and I was like, you know, if I'm going to have one beer, I want it to be something I've had. I know I'm going to like, you know. That so that uh, Farmer's Reserve Blueberry is even more soft now. It's like even softer. Yeah. So, I hope my taste buds aren't totally wrecked from this, because I really want more of that IPA. The Gimme Mo. Yeah, I actually just poured a little more for myself, because... Ah! No, I oh. still have it in there. 
I was about to pour some of it in her glass, and she still had some of the sour in there. That would have been. Well, it could have been interesting. It could have been decent. I'm not willing to mess with that beer. That's too good on its own. Yeah, I know. And this is all we have. So. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to text Emily. Yeah, not to say that she can't get us some more because she could. Um, but yeah, I just want to do like a really quick sip on this. This is so freaking good. It is really good. Okay. Oh man. Just give you a little. Okay. Cheers to our first podcast in the new year. It is. This is the first one in the new year that we're recording. Yeah. So, yes, cheers. And it's a new format. I had fun. I like this format quite a bit. Yeah. It's more relaxed. It's kind of like, eh, this is what I want to drink. Let's do this. Okay, so I just needed to do that, taste that, give me mo one more time so I could come up with with my order to rank these. Okay. You want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay. My number one. The Almanac Farmer's Reserve Blueberry. For real? Yes. Now, it was close. No, absolutely yeah. nope. not. It was close, but that Farmer's Reserve Blueberry is my favorite no. of the four. I, I'm telling you, my favorite. Okay. Close second, the Gimme Mo IPA by Crux. Crux does awesome stuff. Um, third, the Charred Shokovesa. Um, It's good. It is, I mean, it's a good beer. I just... For me, more age on it probably would help help yeah. develop things, make the uh, bourbon stand out more and the and the spices less. Uh, and then last, the Boojum. It was okay. Yeah. Um, not not greatly impressed by it, but like I said, for for this type of uh, episode, we don't really know what we're gonna get. Might be yeah. good. Might I be wonder bad. the. I wonder if we should have drank it more when we got back. How do, how do, I have no idea. How does Saison's age? They hold, up. they hold up pretty well. Okay. Because it was bottled in July. Yeah. No, that should be all right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the fruit character may have come down a little bit. Yeah. But. Okay. So my order, definitely Gimme Mo. Um, then the Shokovesa Chard. Then uh, I'm going to have to go the Blueberry the reserve blueberry and then well, the raspberry saison. That's a pretty big. Uh, I'll take that as a as a victory <laughs> that you that you didn't make the sour last because it's sour. I don't. I don't hate sours. It's just it's not, it's not your thing. I'm never going to be like, oh my god, I really want a sour beer. Yeah, because you know, I'm like, actually at that point where that's what. I mean, I'll be sitting around, I'm like, I'd really like to drink sour beer right now. Yeah, like I'm like, I really want an IPA or I really like a stout, like. Those are more my go-to. Yeah. I've never, like... Yeah. Well, I think one of the big things, though, is when I was young, one of the th- candies I liked the most was, you know, Sour Patch Kids, and I was also a fan of, like, Warheads and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, so was I. I really like those, too. So I've always been into sour. A little known fact about me. Yeah. All right. Well, you enjoy yeah. this? Good? Sure did. Let's should go get we... some food in our bellies. Yeah, I know. We need to eat now. But um, shall we do more of these episodes at some point down the road? Yes, and you should do a whole bunch with your brewery beers because you have yeah, a shit no. ton. Yeah, I have a bunch of those. I want to do a showcase on the brewery at some point, too. It only makes sense, but... We need to have backups to help us drink those, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true, because they're all 750s, or 700, yeah, 750s, and they're, uh, a lot of them are barrel-aged, so like, they're high. I feel like we would die if we had drank all, yeah, all ourselves. Yeah, it would be bad. But at any rate, um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Rebecca, for partaking. And uh, everybody, please remember, 
Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 